The White Oak Connector Trail Project links Stringers Ridge Park in Chattanooga with White Oak Park in Red Bank. In the past few years, the trail's development led by the Trust for Public Land yielded the existence of an African-American cemetery, forgotten by many, unknown to many more. Now, the African-American Cemetery Preservation Fund here in Chattanooga leads the work on the cemetery site known as The Field. This week, the Trust, the Fund, and the American Institute of Architects Tennessee Conference on Architecture in Chattanooga will hold a workshop meant to advance the conversation on how the White Oak Connector Trail can be improved to recognize the field. The workshop, known as a design charrette, will host design professionals, stakeholders, and neighbors on Wednesday night at the White Oak Park Pavilion in Red Bank, starting at 6 p.m. Noel Durant is Tennessee State Director at the Trust for Public Land. Donovan Brown is a member of the African American Cemetery Preservation Fund. Noel, Donovan, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having us, Ray. It's wonderful being with you today. Noel, tell us how the work for the White Oak Connector Trail Project brought us to the field and what's happening on Wednesday night. The Trust for Public Land has been working since the mid-2000s to protect Stringer's Ridge. And one of the early community visions for Stringer's Ridge was a connection between the city of Red Bank and the city of Red Bank's largest park, White Oak Park, and Stringer's Ridge. And so we've been working with landowners, the city of Red Bank, to acquire public access, develop this trail corridor. And in the process of our work along this corridor, we were approached by an amazing volunteer historian who was looking for the namesake of Chambly, Georgia, and tracked him down in his place, his last resting place to a municipal cemetery that was located somewhere on Stringer's Ridge. And it was through Michael's engagement and amazing historical research that he identified the space of the Stringer's Ridge Cemetery just mere yards off of our trail connection between White Oak Park and Stringer's Ridge. And the Trust for Public Land as a national conservation organization focused on people, we have a facet of our work that focuses on how we can preserve the areas most important to the Black experience in America called our Black History and Culture Fund. And it's through that fund that we're able to engage with Donovan and his amazing resources and expertise in community organizing around historic preservation, specifically for Black cemeteries. And we, as an organization that looks at how public spaces can transform community, this is a very different interpretation of what many people think of as the Trust for Public Land with this design workshop that's occurring on Wednesday. It's a deeper person, people-driven approach to reconciling some very hard history in our community's past. And there's a lot of hope in how we, as a community, collectively think creatively around how to reconcile our past with a vision of public space today and in the future. Donovan, tell us what we do know about the field. Well, I'm going to take us on a slightly meandering route. It was in December of 2016 that I first heard about Ed Johnson. And the following weekend, I went out to Pleasant Garden Cemetery where he is buried. And later that summer, several months after I joined the Ed Johnson Project, I began 
co-organizing work at Pleasant Garden Cemetery. As a member of the African American Cemetery Preservation Fund, I've been working alongside my team and those at Beckdop Cemetery to care for these two cemeteries in the community. And last summer, as we were working and planning for the uh, dedication of the Ed Johnson Memorial and those 17 events that we had last September, we got an email that indicated that there had been the possible site found where Alfred Blunt, who was lynched on Walnut Street Bridge in 1893, was possibly buried. That induced a great amount of intrigue for us in the part of the Ed Johnson Project, but also my team organizing work at Pleasant Garden Cemetery and the African American Cemetery Preservation Fund. Ultimately, I got contacted by the Trust for Public Land and met with them over at the cemetery itself. In a way, Pleasant Garden Cemetery is off the beaten path. The field itself is deeper into the forest. It's deeper into the woods. It takes some effort to get to it. The county began burying individuals there in 1890. And the last person buried there was in 1912. And it was referred to as a potter cemetery or pauper's field. And truly, this was a place where the least of these were buried. These are folks that often didn't get much respect in life. It's largely an African-American cemetery. It's 77% African-American. I noted that Alfred Blunt is buried within the cemetery, but there are also U.S. color troops. Those who fought in the Civil War are buried within the cemetery. Part of the narrative of the field itself, multiple complaints from folks within the community about how tragically the place was cared for. It wasn't uncommon that people were buried with a limited amount of soil. There were even reports, complaints that children were buried with bodies exposed to the elements, body exposed to animals. And it was known that there'd be wild animals that would rove through the cemetery. And this is tragic and this is horrific, but they would consume human bodies. It also reported that there was a high amount of cadaver theft from the cemetery itself. Later, what sat above the cemetery was what was called Pine Breve Sanatorium. It was a place for those who had tuberculosis. One of the community members we spoke with, she said that what she knew of Pine Breeze growing up was that when you went there, you didn't come out alive. So what we're describing is the context where horror movies are developed, an abandoned cemetery, people, many whom were disrespected in life are fundamentally disrespected in death, cared for, mismanaged in this really profound and horrific fashion. And then atop it sits this sanatorium where folks who entered in never came out alive. Ultimately, the field became lost to time and history, with the exception of a few folks from Red Bank who held on to the memory. So the most common memory within the Red Bank regarding the field itself, the potter's field, was it was a place where kids would play. It didn't have headstones and tombstones. There were metal markers that were strewn about, but it didn't look and appear as a traditional cemetery itself. And that brings us to what's happening on Wednesday night, what's called a design charrette. We should explain to people what that is and what that will be on Wednesday night. The American Institute of Architects, the Tennessee chapter, is going to be hosting a design charrette, which is a community collaborative design process where designers and residents and stakeholders get together and work through a design challenge. And so the AIA Tennessee chapter has had an outsized impact through their previous conferences in Chattanooga around the creation of some of our sort of lauded community-based organizations, Glasshouse Collective, the work that's occurred there came out of an AIA charrette. So this charrette is a way for residents and community members to be a part of a design process that ultimately 
looks at both the trail that connects White Oak Park to Stringer's Ridge and its nexus with the field and how these two public spaces, both public in memory of the field and the physical space of the field and the built trail, how those interact with one another. So it'll be really exciting because this is a very intriguing design challenge. And we're so grateful that Aaron Cole, who is the coordinator for the Charette, sees this as a worthwhile design exercise for the expertise of AIA. And Donovan, just thinking back to your work and the work of others on the Ed Johnson Project, this calibration of spaces that Noel is talking about that should flow from the event on Wednesday evening, it should be aimed at remembrance, reconciliation, and healing. Those are apt terms, considering the very state of the field itself. And as I mentioned earlier, this was a place that was forgotten and lost to time. And it is my belief, it is my sense that the plight of the dead, the way in which we care for the place where they're buried, is in part an indictment upon the living. I understand that each generation gets passed down both blessings and burdens from previous generations. This has fallen to us. It now rests upon we, those who live in Chattanooga, those who live in Hamilton County, the residents of Red Bank, to think creatively, to engage with one another, to consider anew as to how we care for this location and the very souls who are buried there. We're speaking with Noel Durant of the Trust for Public Land and Donovan Brown of the African American Cemetery Preservation Fund about Wednesday night's workshop in Red Bank on the White Oak Connector Trail Project and the African American Cemetery known as The Field. And Noel, this is a different chapter in the story of Red Bank, and this is an opportunity for people in and around that area to tell a different story, to tell a more complete story than has ever been told before. That's correct, Ray. And I think one of the most inspiring facets of this work so far and of Donovan's engagement with the Red Bank community is the wholehearted willingness of a community that to date has not had a significant role in the Black experience in Chattanooga. Red Bank has predominantly been a majority white community. So the idea that this approach is something that we've heard from Red Bank City Commission, that they are supportive of, as Commissioner Phillips says, shining a porchlight on this part of our history and addressing this head on and working through to reconcile a difficult part of this community's past. It's really inspiring. In the face of all the sort of polarization that's occurring across the country, this feels like a place where there's common ground, literal common ground with the field and the trail and common ground in terms of a community's commitment to address a past wrong and hurt within its boundaries. And meeting that common ground in more ways than one doesn't begin and end on Wednesday night. This is just the next step in a journey. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think the, from the Trust for Public Lands work, we have prioritized a strategic commitment to put community at the center of how we work to connect everyone to the outdoors. And I think this process is meant to bring residents along in shared understanding of our violent racial past, bring our community along in understanding what's possible through collaborative design and collaborative communication, working alongside Donovan, working alongside the city commission, working alongside the AIA experts that will be at the charrette this week. It really is a defining feature of what makes public space so important for strong communities. 
I certainly want to affirm all that Noel said, especially about the intentions, the willingness, the forthright energy coming forth from the community of Red Bank. This was not their land. And the embodiment of hope and optimism from the commission, from the citizens that we've spoken with, there's full and complete buy-in. And as Noel noted, that this does highlight that this is under the umbrella of some of the most painful moments in our nation's history. And as I noted earlier, that many of the folks there that did not receive much respect in life. So I am enthused and and maybe even more hopeful at a time where many of our communities are crumbling. This is a time where there is a splintering of society. Folks are moving into communities to align with folks to share their political ideals. And this stands at a place in our community where folks from the entire spectrum of politics and policy are coming together for the common good of this community and the common good of Chattanooga and the common good of those who are long since passed. And for people who want more information about the event on Wednesday evening, where can they go online? For folks who want to learn more about the Design Charette, the AIA Tennessee workshop, recommend going to the AIA Tennessee website to the 2022 Conference on Architecture. And there is a link there to sign up. And we'll make sure that we get this link to you. And we will have that link in our web post with this interview. Noel, Donovan, thanks so much. Thank you so much much for having us. Thank you, Ray. Wednesday night's workshop in Red Bank begins at 6 p.m. at the White Oak Park Pavilion. For more information, visit AIATN.org. That's AIATN.org. Click on Calendar and Events on the top right of the page, and then select the AIA Tennessee Conference on Architecture. We'll also post the link for the event with this interview at our website. WUTC.org.